0: Welcome back to J. Tom Lawler Rink here in North End over Mass on the campus of Merrimack College with the score at the end of the first period of play here. It is 7th ranked UMass nothing and Merrimack nothing. I'm Mike Mack alongside John Leahy. Tonight's first intermission is brought to you by Fuddruckers, an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure you stop in at Fuddruckers for a burger or a delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. Located just down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street. They also have locations in Redding and Salem, New Hampshire. Joining us here, kind enough to join us, the outstanding play-by-play broadcast before, UMass Radio. It is Donnie Morehouse. And uh, Donnie, that first period seemed like UMass came out with a renewed maybe sense of urgency after last night's 2-2 tie at the Center. Uh, Nothing to show for it yet, but still seems like they're doing an awful lot of things better than than they did last night.
1: They're doing things uh, better for sure, but I'm still impressed with this Merrimack team. Last night was the first opportunity I had to see them play. And the question was, how would these young kids perform on the big ice surface? The answer is very well. They look great out there. Uh, They looked as fast, if not faster, than UMass at times last night. And then you get into this rink in the small confines of Lala rink, and you say, well, will they be quick, too? Because this is a different type of speed that you need here. And after the first period, I guess the answer is yes. I told John last night, you know, when I asked him before the game, what's this Merrimack team like? He said, oh, we're young, you know, we can't find scoring. I went up to him after the game. I said, you were sandbagging me. This is a very talented team. You get good goaltending. Uh... You know the freshman defensemen are very good. I, I think it's uh, it's uh, exciting to see Merrimack playing hockey like this.
0: I wanted to ask you this question because I think you 're the best person to answer this is that uh, yeah, you know, we 've heard I think uh, certainly from Scott Bork maybe some things that uh, you know, kind of similar to what Craig Carmel was trying to do a few years ago at UMass and, and obviously has been able to do but you know do you see any similarities here? I know Greg Carmel really tried to implement you know bring, bring in this, implement uh, uh, of you know, style of play to play the game fast you know and have mobile defensemen and so on. It seems like the direction that the game's going but uh, yeah, I mean, that's really how things started with UMass a few years ago, right? It is,
1: but uh, let's not forget that one of those players was Cale McCarr, who is a ge- generational player. There was, hasn't been anybody like him in the last decade, and I don't know if we'll see anybody like him in the next decade. So you kind of have to tailor your game... After that type of player, and Mario Ferraro, another one who went from the sophomore season at UMass right to the NHL, another kid, you know, if you've got those types of players, you're going to create offense from the back line. And that's what UMass did. And uh, So I don't know if I see similarities, but I'll tell you, the, uh, Declan Carlisle, I think, is a fantastic defenseman for Merrimack. And Ewens is another one, those two guys together. I don't think they're at the level of uh, Ferraro and McCarr, but they don't need to be. Uh, they're very good at this level in hockey east and uh if they mature and continue to play the way they're playing now i think that you know that uh, parent can be a going concern for a few years here for the warriors donnie last year was a magical run for umass i know you were there for the whole thing describe what it was like for you to, to go through that it was interesting because, as you know, I was with UMass during some very lean years, you know, and even Coach Carvel's first year was a five-win season. And uh, Brock Hines, my play-by-play partner and I, you know, there are times we drive home from games and just say, what are we doing? You know, you uh, you put your heart and soul, you're emotionally invested in a hockey program. Brock's been doing it for 26 years and you get five wins out of it and it's pretty disheartening. So. You know, I think last year was a reward for all the people that have been very faithful to UMass Hockey over the years. And uh, none of it seems surprising until the very end. Until you're in Buffalo and, you know, they drop the puck on the... Champion, national championship game, then you go, oh, well, this is kind of special. It's you know, now it's real. So uh, the I think the loss in the hockey's Tournament in that first game to Boston College was very disheartening, uh, but they had a great regional tournament, and then obviously beating Denver in overtime in the semifinal. Um, it, was,
0: uh, it was satisfying. I guess that's the best, best way to describe it. Maybe some similarities there with you know Merrimack's run around the 2011 time frame when they got to the hockey championship game before falling to BC. They weren't able to go as far as UMass obviously in the national tournament, but you know that was a year also where I remember a lot of folks. You know, same same kind of situation. It seen some you know some tough years here, but then able to a lot of folks that showed up to the Garden, for example, and able to, to cheer that team on. I mean, great to see. I mean, you, you can extend it to other schools like you, know, Providence obviously in recent years, UMass Lowell under Norm Basin, Northeastern. Or Jim Manigan. Remember the years when this was, people thought of it as the big four? This was a four team league, right? BCBU, Maine, and UNH. It's not that way anymore. No, year to year it changes.
1: Lowell has been very good. Providence has been very good. You know, we saw that, uh, that uh, span when Merrimack was a, a going concern and, and certainly uh, someone who was under consideration for the NCAA on a regular basis. And maybe it's UMass's turn. It's very hard to to kind of sustain that level of success, but I think they're at a point now where year in and year out they should be somewhere within that top 16,
0: 17 teams and and a chance for an automatic bid into the tournament. Where do you see this UMass team at this point of the season? 7-3-1 coming into tonight's game, 7th in the National polls. Not that that matters, but 500, you know, quote-unquote only 500 in hockey East play. Um, where do you see where they are and what they need to do the rest of the season? Well, no, it's interesting because
1: I'm a former coach, so I see all the warts. I see all the missteps and I see all the mistakes. But they're 7-3-1, and one, and they have been very dominant at times. Uh, before last night, if you go seven periods back, the third period against UNH, even though it's a game they lost, they were completely dominant. And then two nights in a row completely dominating Boston University, even though they lost one of those games. So uh, I think they need to find some consistency, you know, and that's this is still a very young team. You know, I said to Coach Harvel when does this team get old? He's been here for three years, and it's still a lot of sophomores, a lot of freshmen in the lineup, not like Merrimack, but it's still a relatively young team out there, so they need to be more consistent. If they can be more consistent and fix the power play, and when Mark Delgaiso comes back that'll help, then I think they're going to be a contender for one of the top spots in Hockey
0: East, and certainly you know, another trip to the NCAAs is not out of the question. He mentioned, Greg Carvalho mentioned, no goals from the centermen of a concern Is that, and how do you address that? Yeah, I don't know that it matters where they come from. Um, As long as you get
1: them and you get, if you can get, you know, more than three a game, if you're at 3.5, four goals a game, then, you know, the defense and the goaltending will take care of the rest of it, so uh, a lot of the scoring is going to come from the blue line. Matt Kessel has quite a few goals for UMass right now. He scored last night. He's got a great shot. He has a good head for the game. Again, when Mark Delgaiso gets back in the lineup, he's 100%. He had six power play goals last year, so he is going to be uh, a great addition when he finally shows up and he can play. Zach Jones is a very
0: talented defenseman, so they're going to score from the rear guard like they did last year. Donnie, thanks again. We appreciate it. know you've got to get back to the UMass broadcast. Uh, wait, great to see you guys, uh, as always. I know we're not going to see you again the rest of the regular season, so best of luck to UMass and you guys the rest of the way, and we'll see you again down the line. All right, thank you, guys. Good to Happy see you. Thanksgiving, Donnie. Same deal, of yes. Thank you. All right, Donnie Morehouse, our guest here from UMass Radio, in the first intermission with the score, Merrimack nothing, UMass nothing. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.